You're listening to the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Episode number 64. I'm melting! Welcome to the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening wherever you are and wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time checking out the show, welcome. We are glad you're here. And if you are a returning listener, well, thanks for not giving up just yet. We appreciate it. I feel like we're returning. <laughs> I feel like we're returning. That's right. We're I feel back. Like we're returning. We're back after a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's all good. Absolutely. We'll talk about that in a minute, uh, yeah. So you can find us on the Twitter sphere at Jody Livingston. That's Jody Y. And at Chris Trent. That's Chris with a C H. I don't know why I say that. I just feel like if I have to clarify my name, I should clarify yours. And, uh, I have two first names. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Two first names. I don't. Some, some people call me Trent. I think we talked yeah. about it on other episodes. Mina. Mina called you Trent like yeah, the whole Mina, episode. Right, yeah. So, yeah, man. Good times. Uh, show notes page today. All the links and resources we mentioned, you can find on the show notes page at thelongerhall.com slash episode 064. Longerhall.com slash episode 064. And as always, if you're finding this uh, podcast helpful, enjoying it maybe even, we would love for you to subscribe to it, either through iTunes or your favorite podcast player, so that you can get the episodes every time they come out. Good stuff. So we have shout-outs, man. I've got some shout-outs. i got one big shout-out. We're just going to do one shout-out. You and I talked about this. we got one big yeah, shout-out. And it's all tied to the fact that it's the episode that we're doing right now. So we got a major shout out to one of our one of our longer haul youth ministry podcast group members. Members, right? <laughs> Sam, Sam short name on that. Sam <laughs> Kramer. And Kramer, uh, Sam, I think we you know we debated on how to say your last name. We we think it's Kramer. Or maybe we don't think it's Kramer. No, but that makes uh, And I don't think it's Kramer. No, but I'm going to go with Kramer. Makes me think of Seinfeld, regardless. So, yeah. But anyway, Sam Sam came up with a great idea. Uh, he asked us on the, uh, he threw out an idea for us to do this this episode on uh, parenting seminars and, and how to do parenting seminars, some ideas related to that. And we thought that was a great idea. So we started talking about it. And we we're like, yeah, let's roll with that and let's just go ahead and knock it out. Because especially thinking ahead to, you know, end of the summer, starting yeah. around the beginning of school year. I think it would be a great time to do some of this stuff. And so it'd be something to really think about now so that you go ahead and get on the calendar. So Sam, shout out to you, man. Thanks for uh, jumping in and being a part of the group and contributing like you do, man. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. I'm pumped about it. So good times. So we're back. We've been gone a couple of weeks. It's been oh, a couple weeks yeah. since we've had an episode. And I'm uh, catching up too, man. I, I'm, I've been like worn out. But uh, what have you been doing? You were going last week. Yeah, I was gone, gone last, last week. week. I was gone two You were gone week. the week before. So you were at camp last week. I was at camp last week, and I survived it. Yay. Yeah. And uh, we made it back. Good week. Always so you were week. at the uh, Ridgecrest facility up in North Carolina? Uh, yeah, in Black Mountain. It's beautiful. Yeah, love Ridgecrest. I love that place. That's where I trusted Christ. I think we we maybe uh-huh. talked about that before, but that back in 1987. As a, I, don't, as a kid, I don't like the trail. That you have to take to get to Rick. Look, I I have I don't wear like a fancy Apple Watch or anything, or uh, yeah. I just have a, like actually a G Shock watch that I yeah because I break everything. But uh, you know, on my phone I have my phone in my pocket. And it's tracking my steps. Yeah, Thursday. How many, how many this is just on? Thursday. Okay, it's a sp- it's a uh, spread out camp. It's beautiful, but it's spread out big time. And there's no direct way to get anywhere. Yeah, no, no. Oh. And there's hills, hills all over the place. So Thursday was like sixteen thousand steps. What? No, no, no. A hundred and four floors flight cyclone. <laughs> Going up and down that trail. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh my gosh. My calves were so sore when I got that's back. That's like a, that's like Disney World steps for me, man. I get like sixteen thousand. Oh, it was it, but it was a great week. I slept amazing when I got back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was a good week. Uh, worship man was good. Preaching, good. teaching was good. Solid. How was Dallas? 
Dallas was great. Dallas mission trip. We uh, went out to Dallas, Texas, and every morning we are spread out at a bunch of different mission organization type places, food banks, shoes, forf and souls, and things like that. And then every afternoon we rendezvous at mission Arlington, uh, which is there between Dallas and Fort worth. They have a humongous, uh, apartment ministry that they do. So we go out and do what's called rainbow express. It's like these backyard Bible club type things. So my kids are all assigned to different teams and man, it is awesome. I mean, it is really such a great way, even for middle school students to just to get that first step into hanging out with people and actually sharing the gospel with them. So it was phenomenal. Yeah. I had 20, I had 20 students of my students that led someone to Christ for the first time. That's awesome. Which is phenomenal. You know, we were talking about a middle school kid that's never done that before that shared the gospel. We had trained uh, for that moment and everything. And, and these are legit stories. That's, you know, what was cool about it is this, it's not like some like, Hey, do you want to trust Jesus? Yeah. Okay. Count, you know, no, it was like real, the stories that were being told and the conversations that were being had. It was cool to see how God used middle school students to do that. They're fearless, fearless. And I'm telling you, man, the Holy spirit can work in the life of a seventh grader just as much as you can a 40 year old. So, yeah, um, so man, it was awesome, but, uh, man, I slept on a, uh, air mattress all week. So, and took showers and shower trucks. Uh, so, uh, dude, my bed was swank. So, uh, yeah, but you know, you came back to, um, you know, and, and for a week I had a nice, uh, cool house, but, uh, um, via the intro just a minute ago, I'm sitting in a warm house right now. Cause my AC's out, but it's all good, man. We're just gonna press through, and at least it's not in Dallas. It's not Dallas <laughs> get a, heat. Get a brand new AC on Thursday, but my AC lasted like twenty three years in my house, dude. So that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. that's a long time. And now I will be able to operate my new AC from my phone, <laughs> just like your doorbell <laughs> and everything. Else. It's not worth the price, but I'm having to pay for it. But anyway, it is it is what it is, and I'm not the only one that's ever had to do it. So can you so goes life from your watch? That's the question. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's possible. I don't know if there's an app on my Apple Watch. I have to check that out. So that'd be sweet. Yeah, be not awesome. on G Shock. You can't. But no, I can't anything on G Shock to tell the time yeah. and the date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I, it's literally so. I'm a creature of habit on some of this stuff, like little funny things, like because I break watches like a champ. Like I go through watches like crazy, except for the G-Shock. Um, a G-Shock watch, I, I for whatever reason, find it impossible to destroy. And so, um, not the, and they're not a sponsor of this. They should be. <laughs> they should be. Yeah, this is like my <laughs> second or third one. They last me several years. Same thing. I buy the same pair of shoes. Like every three years, um, like I buy a pair of Solomon Trail Runners every three years. They're like uh, Gore-Tex, so they're waterproof. They're great on mission trips. Kevlar laces, except, except, man, one year I was in Haiti on a mission trip, and the Gore-Tex lace ripped through, like the buckle, like the second day, and it was the only pair of close-toed shoes I took to Haiti, and oh, it was a disaster. I got a new pair when I got home. Duct tape. Yeah, I ended up uh, doing something. I can't even remember. But that was horrible timing. All right. Well, hey, you ready to jump in this thing? Yeah, here we go. Let's jump in. Uh, Parent seminars, right? Or parent meetings and seminars today. So that's That's a fun topic. Yeah. Okay, here we go. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Cool. Uh, so this is important. I mean, you're going to have these meetings. And um, I and I'm so grateful for Sam throwing this out there because I think this is something I know for me early on, I had no idea how to do this. And no one really talked about this. So like, other than the fact you needed to have parent meetings. Yeah. And, and I think what's, you know, and to go back to Sam, you know, when Sam posted this on our um on our podcast group on Facebook, you know, he said, can we get an episode on how you guys would suggest the ministry, uh, do a parent seminar. And, you know, the, the challenging thing about this is typically when you start doing parenting seminars, you are not a parent, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Correct. Most people, when, you know, when you start having to do this thing. And so it's a little bit of a challenge early on. So Sam, I can relate and, and, and you know, Jody and I both have lived that. So, 
uh, he and I just took some time to write some things down. Um, Jody, let, let, let's start here. Let me ask you this. What are some ways you've invested in parents? Because we need to break, because we're going to be talking about a couple different things here. What are saying some things you've done as far yeah. as the way you, because seminars versus meetings, like what's that look like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, it's changed over the years, obviously, um, in different contexts have required different things. I think, you know, you're always doing your, your meetings, right? So you're beginning the year meeting. We do a thing with our incoming sixth grade parent folks. And that one is especially more of a hybrid kind of thing. So it's kind of a meeting and seminar. Um, you're always doing camp stuff, camp meetings. So a lot of information meetings, right? Uh, and then we've done some trainings, specific trainings at times. We have uh, the biggest thing we've done I would say over the last few years is that we have done a parent retreat. And so we do a re- like an overnight Friday, Saturday. For just parents? Just parents, no students. And really? Yeah. Does anybody great. come? Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're not blowing the doors off on that thing, right? I mean, it's not like every parent comes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, the first year we had a handful and I was yeah. just shocked anybody came. And then the next year was a little bit more and the next year was a little bit more. So uh, it's been good. I think that the challenge there is for parents to find childcare, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, so we do an overnight thing, but, if but, it works, uh, man, cool. but it, it, you know, it's pretty simple, straightforward. We get them together, we play a little bit and um, then we, I'll, I'll have a few topics that we want to tackle specifically train. And then we let them invest in each other, which is great. Yeah. You know, in, in my culture, you know, for the last 20 or so years since I've been doing this, it, it, I kind of can narrow this down to like just a couple different ways because I don't really count. And I, and, I, and I don't think you are either. Obviously, we have to have parent meetings for camp, for yeah, mission sure. trips and things like that. So I don't really consider those what we're talking about as much as this is more of a how can we invest in parents? And so so for me, that has always been just in a couple different ways. Number one would be like just a schedule specific topic meeting and often i've called those like youth culture updates hey we're going to do a youth culture update on this particular issue this particular topic and you know to be you know fully transparent with that i think what what i've done over the years sometimes that's reactionary to trends yeah Uh, i mean truthfully like i mean if i think way back to the day i had to have a youth i (laughs) just sounds so funny Uh, i had to have a youth culture update meeting on beepers I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I mean, I totally did, though. But I've also had them on Facebook and social media stuff and, you know, and all that, right? So, so all that has changed over the years. And, um, uh, but so, so very specific meetings. But the other way I've done that is, and this is one of the things that that I want to really pitch as an idea for some folks is we do seminar things tied to events that teenagers are already going to be present at. So think like a D now meeting, or for us, we have a big welcome to the youth group, sixth grade retreat where kids come up on a Friday night. What we do is we invite parents to that and we say, okay, Hey parents come and we do one session together, everybody. But then we do a breakout where we go, okay, kids, you guys are going to go play next door and do a thing. We have somebody come up and do that. And then we do a seminar training type time with the parents look their parents they're already going to drop the kids off anyway so why not stick around and do something yeah we do and that so as that, well and i yeah. find that parent those sixth grade parents specifically are that that is Don't well attended. Hungry, man. That, uh, yeah. yeah that's well attended i, mean, it's, I don't it's, have to convince them to come to that no they're hungry dude. especially especially like uh there's a high percentage in the room typically of this is your first kid through so, so like the, so, and you know what I mean by that? Like, yeah, so yeah. if, uh, uh, those parents that like the, their sixth grade kid is like their oldest kid. So it's like all of a sudden they're entering middle school for the first time, dude, they're hungry. <laughs> they're like, yeah. and they're hungry for all kinds of information, you know? Um, but they're also, you know, from a spiritual standpoint as well, they need to know what they're, they're looking at. And so, um, so yeah, that's huge. But, uh, that, that's kind of, that's a couple of, and I think that helps with the attendance thing. Yeah. Just trying to figure out and try to identify specifically how you're going to do that and be wise about that. So I don't think, I don't think like saying, Hey, this coming Friday night, we're going to have a parent seminar on Facebook or we're going to have a parent meeting on Facebook. You know, you're, you're, you're tried and true people may show up, but 
you, you got to be real strategic with that. Yeah. As far as when you're going to do that. And I think you want to try to do it in a time where number one, either their kids are doing something tied up, doing something, um, or, you know, a Sunday night right before service starts or something. Yeah. You need to tie it to a time they're already coming, not make it an extra thing. It's, that's helpful. So do you want to tackle the big, the big elephant in the room? Jody? Sure. Yeah. I love elephants. Yeah. <laughs> you see the new Dumbo trailer? It looks pretty good. Actually. I'm a Disney freak, right? So he's got big ears. Um, anyway. Okay. Um, so that should have been the intro. <laughs> yeah. He's got big ears. Me or the elephant? <laughs> Um, okay, so so here's here's the real issue. Like we mentioned at the beginning, one of the biggest challenges related to this whole thing is whenever you typically, as a youth pastor, start doing these things, you're not a parent. You know, yeah. so h- how do you prepare and handle it if you're not a parent? So what do you think about that? And you've got well, my notes, so don't steal my stuff. No, I so, would say I would say it's not only that you're not a parent, but even when you do have kids, you're a parent, but not a parent of a teen. So that's a big difference as well. And even once you become a parent of a middle schooler, like a sixth grader, for example, you're still not parenting like an eighth grader or a high schooler, you know? So all those phases really matter. Um, and so that, that definitely brings its own set of challenges. And I, but I think you have to be honest with that. And like, like for example, and I know we're not, we're more talking about seminars than meetings, but I know when I first started, cause I was 18, uh, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just, I had to have parents. So I would use that to my advantage and say, look, I'm not a parent. So I need you to be involved in our ministry because yeah, that's I, what I, I wrote down. I wrote down something similar to that too, it, which is, I think a little bit of making fun of yourself may be wise in that moment. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. 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 Well, like in my case, I was, I was a teenager, you know? So like, uh, um, yeah. You're gonna I think even when you're 25, though, you don't have kids yet. It, I think even when you're 28 or oh, look, 30. Here's the other thing, too, and I'll say this, and I don't know. You or maybe even 33, 34, and you just have toddlers. I think no. a little bit of like when you have those meetings, don't don't feel like you have to be the all-powerful expert. Trust no, me, parents. gosh, no. Don't do that. I'm around teenagers all the time. No. I understand them better but, than anybody. And I would say too, like, don't feel the pressure to be that. Like, you're no. if you were working with senior adults, you don't have to be a senior adult pastor. I mean, to be a senior adult pastor, you're going to be a senior adult. Like, you know how to minister to them. So, it you are around teens a lot. You are usually um, living in that world a lot, and so you do have a little more knowledge of that as far as that culture. Now, you don't necessarily know what it's like to parent a teen. Um, personally, but I, but I think you have value to offer and to give, and I think you just have to present it that way, and always be a listener and a learner in the room. Yeah. Um, and what I I know for me, like what I have found, and I do this now, and I am a parent of teens. Um, uh, I I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And I let so- them answer. And then, you know, like we mentioned that parent retreat. Well, one of the big p- components of that parent retreat is getting them in the room and doing some discussion and letting them see that they're not the only ones struggling with that issue. And if I know parents, for example, that are killing it in a good way, uh, like in a certain area of raising their kids, I'll have them share, not me. Like I'm going to I'm gonna give them the the stage and the mic. And I do that with our leaders. If I've got leaders that are really good at one area, you know, small group leaders, when we do our small group leader training, like I'll hand that over. I don't have to be the one to always do that. And so I think recognizing that you're not a parent, be honest about that. And some, maybe like you said, self-deprecating is helpful. Um, but I, so here's what I was going to say earlier. Uh, I was obviously a youth pastor early, very early on. And then my, my wife, Sarah and I got married very early. Um, and then we had kids early, like a few years after that. So I had four kids and had been married several years and been a youth pastor for over, uh, over 10 years by the time I hit 30. Okay. But even having kids, four kids being married and having done it for how many years, 
there were still parents who never really saw me as quote an adult until I hit 30. Um, and I, I remember having that conversation with Sarah, like once I hit 30, it was like, I went to bed 29, I woke up 30 and suddenly there were these parents that were like, Oh, you're a real adult. We can trust you now. Yeah. Um, so I think along the way, you're going to hit different stages of that and you just have to be able to navigate through. But the principles I think are the same. Yeah. I think in that also one thing that I wrote down too, Jerry, I want to add to this is, and it's all kind of, we're dancing around all these, these things related to the fact that you're not a parent potentially. And you're trying to do these things. Um, you're trying to do these seminar, these breakout deals is also keeping in mind that you need to be careful about talking down yeah, to parents. Like that just thought of re- you really need to eliminate it, Inspe- including um, bringing your frustrations of what you may consider to be a lack of parenting to a meeting like that or yeah. to a seminar and allowing that to come out. Uh, because it's just, I don't think it's ever going to be received well. Um, you know, and you and I are, t- we're actually talking about doing this as another um, podcast episode at some point. This is on our list of ideas, but. Things that once we had teenagers, we kind of changed our opinion about, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, like, it's it's easy to sit there before you have teenagers and have opinions. But, man, my, so much has changed for me, I can tell you, you know, with a, with a soon-to-be senior and a soon-to-be ninth grader. Um, so, so much my – so many of my – not, not all have. A lot, a lot have not changed, but there are a lot that have. And a lot of times I go, you know – and, and so talking down to a parent in, in a meeting like that, or in, even like if you're dealing with, you know, technology type issues, you can, you just can't say things like, why would you ever, or yeah, you should never, because you're going to have some parents in there that are doing that. And so you just have to be careful with your tone and not allow that to be a thing where it's like, again, that's all that attitude thing, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I, I think if you but, can focus on being encouraging with yes. your tone and your comments oh, and always. It. And parents I think you have to that. realize this. So I, let me speak. If you're listening and you're not a parent yet at all, but specifically even if you're not a parent of a teenager, um, we've joked a lot like we were, you know, you're expert at marriage until you get married, you're expert at parenting until you become one. Um, I think you have to understand that the vast majority of parents are carrying, like if their kid messes up, they feel guilty for that. Um, yeah. If their kid's not doing it, they feel responsible for that. And to an extent, okay, they are, but not not completely, right? That kid has to be responsible for his own actions too. Great parents can have really stupid kids. Um, so I think you, you just have to understand that there's a lot of insecurity within every parent. And if you strike a tone that is talking down or condescending or being critical, not only are you adding to that guilt and shame, but you're losing a parent that desperately needs your influence in their family and their life. And so I I think, look, every parent is making it up. We're all just making this, this stuff up and hoping in the, you ever had that conversation conversation with one of your kids, by the way, I've, so like I've literally, and I don't, I don't do this a lot. I don't like reveal like inside info here, but Dylan, Dylan, my son would laugh about this because he and I've had this conversation every once in a while, like literally it gets to the point where I'm like, Dylan, listen, bro. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm just trying. Okay. I'm just trying. So listen, I've never done this before. I've never had a kid driving a car before, you know, like I'm trying and I know I'm the expert, right? I know I'm the paid guy, but I don't know. So give me a break. And let's try to figure this out together, you know. And I tell you, it goes a long way. And parents need to know that as well. Sure. But all that to say, let's not mention, let's not miss this part though. Just to say again, if you're listening and you're not, I hope you don't hear us saying that you don't have something to contribute. No, no, you have tons because to contribute. You do. I mean, so and, and because you really are immersed in that culture, and a lot of the parents really are looking to you to help be a. GPS almost um, a guide through that as they're trying to navigate that stuff. Yeah. And I think to to help, to help bridge that gap between teenagers and parents that are not immersed in it, that's the role you can play. 
And so if you can be a sounding block and an encouragement in that way, that's where I think it starts to become a really valuable tool. And a person also that as you're immersed in that culture, you're stumbling across articles, you're stumbling across things that would be an encouragement to them potentially, or be informative to them. You're offering up your assistance with things that they find difficult, like how to operate Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram or whatever it happens to be that your kids are into. I mean, I'm telling you, being that, that to them is a, is a very valuable resource. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, I think you have to recognize too, that longevity is your friend here. I mean, we, obviously we talk about that. That's why we have this podcast, but man, when you can sit, stay put for a while and uh, parents see you consistently investing in them and in their kids. Yeah, dude, that's the win. You don't have to have kids then for that. And big picture, one of the reasons why I believe so much in longevity is Jody, Jody, you and I both, and we've talked about this before to each other, um, we now know the value of still being youth pastors with teenagers. Yeah. And the way I talk to parents now is totally different. Yeah. Um, it's just a different conversation, and I love it. But it only comes with age and, and it and only comes hair. with – Or no hair. <laughs> It's like you don't get to make fun of hair. You don't get to make fun of my gray hair, bro. So, um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, that's good stuff, man. Well, I've got tips. You got tips? Yeah. I wrote an article about this. We need the link to your article, by the way. Um, but I've got some tips as well. Um, that we can maybe jump in here. Is that okay? Can we yeah. move on to some of those? Yeah, roll that. Go for it. Beautiful. Um, okay. Well, here, listen. This is huge for me. Whether you are starting out at this or whether you are, have been doing it a while. Um, this is true for any parent meeting, any seminar thing you do. And honestly, this is true for really any kind of meeting you do period, maybe with your youth workers or whatever, but here it is. Be prepared and be excellent, man. Listen, I'm telling you, don't call a meeting with a group of parents and get them out of their house get them to come up to the church and not be prepared and not make it excellent. Don't have a moment where they all get up there and the room is not already set up. Don't have a moment where they get up there and you're not and there you're yet. Still, and you're not <laughs> get grief. Um, be prepared and be excellent at it. Number one, because it's the right thing to do long-term. You want to be that person. Um, but number two, you you're going to build trust with them over time if you do that and it's going to cost you a lot if you're not yeah so just man the little things put the icing on the cake now you might think well the cake's the most important part you know and that there's some truth to that but i'm telling you man walking in the room air conditioning's already on chairs are already circled up handouts are already sitting on the table or on the on the chairs um, PowerPoint or pro presenter or whatever you're using. If you're using something like that, it's already working. You're just able now at this moment, just to stand there and greet parents. How are things going? What's been going on? How's Johnny doing? I love having him in my group. He's such an encouragement to everybody. Those moments like that, man, again, the, you got to think of it, especially if you're just starting out with this thing. You, you just want people to come the first time and they, you want them to leave. And that next time they're hanging out at an event and they're talking to other parents, you want them to be like, did you go to that meeting? It was awesome. He was so, you know, that's the kind of thing. And I think it'll help long term. Yeah. you. I mean, I think that you've got to recognize it's important to recognize whether we're talking about seminars or anything you're doing, that you're either always building or taking away from trust. And that is your man. That's your greatest commodity when it comes to parents. And, and recognize, too, that parents talk. They talk Ooh. a lot. Um, sure they do. And so if you can use that to your advantage, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I think that's great. Boom. I agree. 100%. <laughs> All right, what do you want to do? Do you want to pull one from your list, or do you want me to keep going? What do you want me to do? Uh, you just keep going through yours, and then, cause, uh, and then I'll give out some specific things that I, I do, maybe sometimes, that That'd we awesome. do. Uh, okay, well, here's another thing on my list. Uh, <laughs> give them what they want sometimes, 
but you can't always teach on technology. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it, it's kind of like, hey, let's do a Bible study. What do y'all want the Bible study to be on? Snap face. Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Revelation. Um, no, you know, so, um, you know, anytime you ask, you know, like, I feel like that's such a parents just, and, and to be fair, they do need help and assistance in that. And it is ever changing. Um, so make sure that you're not just doing it on technology, but that you are finding other ways, other topics as well to be an encouragement, you know, to them. Yeah. Um, and I would say I, I really um, have found parents appreciate very much tools that you can give them. So sometimes like knowledge is good. Uh, awareness is good, but give them like some practical tools in that. So whatever that is, if it's technology, for example, maybe it's a way to manage that or to how to keep track of that. Or, you know, sometimes it's, here's how you follow your own kid. <laughs> you know what they're doing. Um, but whatever that is, uh, give them some, like something to walk away with that makes it, give them an easy win in the parent world. Yeah, I mean, those tools, resources, things like that, that you can point them to. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. uh, Was on my list for sure. Um, And I think part of that also is by giving them tools, you're providing uh, and resources, you're giving them the ability to also learn on their own. Yeah. Um, And, you know, if there is a way that I kind of make fun of parents at times in these settings in a fun way, now, granted, again, forty-seven kids in my ministry that are my kid that are teenagers. I've earned the right a little bit for some of this, but I, uh, I do, I do poke fun at them a lot for not googling things more often. Yeah. Um, but again, you got to know your place in that, and we're how if you can get away with that. But, but I do think there's something to say about whatever you're, te- whatever you're teaching your thing on, you know that you're also equipping them to learn on their own and tell, but some of it may be that you have to t- give them tips on how to do that. Um, I, I'll listen, let's talk technology for a minute, you know, jump off that for a second. It, it does blow me away that parents are struggling with that as much as they are. And, and I'm, again, just being fully transparent, it bugs the heck out of me that a parent would say, I just don't understand Snapchat. I don't know what it is. Because I want to get, well, have you taken the time before you told your kid they could get it? Right. To do a, to Google, what is Snapchat? Because there are tutorials, there are articles galore. It may scare you to death. But, um, I mean, there's stuff out there for it, right? So that is hard. But again, I'm not going to talk down to parents about that. I may poke fun at it a little bit, you know, since I can, because I've been where I am, I'm at for so long. But, I want to tell them how to, I just want to give them to pay hey guys. And also you can Google that you can Google what a snap. There's some great tutorials. Hey, you want to know how to turn off Safari on your kid's iPhone? There's a great, there's something you can, there's a tutorial on that, <laughs> you know, on how to do that, but just teach them how to learn. But not all that point them to, if there are websites that you find are super informative, uh, that might would help with that. Let them know about those things. Um, they're huge. And there's things too that you can leverage. Um, I mean, man, if you can, if you can in that in that moment, if you can open up your phone and screen share that to the screen, um, walk through and show them how to do that. Make it easy, you know. Don't just explain a lot of things. That's helpful. Um, we've done. You can also, man, you can also do like videos. We've talked about that before uh, with like youth leader trainings and stuff. That in, in you know, maybe you're, maybe it's, it's such that you're doing, you're going to do it ahead of time or you're going to do it and then send that out using something like ScreenFlow or Cam, you know, Camtasia or something where you're just walking through that. That That's good too. That also helps if you're worried about them attending it or even if, even if you do it and you just feel like it, it's not, you can always send that out afterwards. But yeah, hundred percent. Walk yeah, through that. Yeah, uh, we've, I think we mentioned this briefly, but I, I don't know if we did or not. Maybe, maybe I dreamed we did. Um, here's another tip though. Um, Jody, have you done panel discussions of any kind? I think you mentioned that a minute ago that sometimes you get other parents involved. Yeah. Um, 
we I do think it a great tip for seminars and is to get some of those people in the church that people respect, maybe even some empty nesters that people respect and uh, do some type of panel discussion where you get, um, get a few people up there that can really speak to that. And maybe even if there's someone in your area, your community that is an expert on a particular topic that they could bring in. Um, maybe you are doing a welcome to the youth group, sixth grade retreat and parents are a little freaked out about what that's going to look like. What would it look like to have the principal come in? If say, say that the principal of the school is a Christian and you could pull some strings to get them up there. Even if not, maybe, I mean, you might still, you know, just so they can pick, pick the brain about some stuff. Um, panel discussions that are super awesome. And I think also if you are a guy listening, um, let me just encourage you to don't just get guys up there. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Cause there are some, some girl issues, man, that you got no business. Yeah. Discussing. But here's, what's beautiful about the panel. Okay. That maybe you don't, maybe you're listening and you don't realize if you have somebody who's quote unquote, an expert that comes on as a panel in a panel discussion of a meeting that you're hosting or leading all of the authority and the expertise that that person has as a panel is going to be naturally assumed and attributed to you by the parents in the room. Like it's beautiful. They don't, they don't assume that you know everything, but you, you suddenly in their mind kind of rise to that level because that person is on that panel or sharing or teaching that seminar for you kind of underneath that authority. And they might could say something potentially controversial that you might not get away with saying. That's right. They might be able to say something's crazy and you may not want to say something's crazy. Absolutely. So that's beautiful. That's a, that is a powerful tool in the arsenal that I think from what I've seen and, and people that I talk to in youth ministry largely goes underused. No doubt. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, this one's massive. This is probably should have done first. It's gold. This is gold. Right here. You ready for some gold, Jody? Yeah. I'm Let me tell what's gold. I just took the last sip of my IBC root beer. So for Father's Day, I was given some IBC root beer. So not, do you like IBC root beer? Do you yeah. like root beer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it in a can or a bottle? Bot- you offend me with that question. Well, that's why I'm asking because I don't know whether I should be proud of you. Do they even make it? If they make IBC root beer in a can, that's a tragedy. I've never seen it in a can. Never seen it in a can. (sighs) That'd be terrible. I'm just picturing you huddled in your basement with the lights out because the heat is, I mean, the air's broken. (laughs) (laughs) And like a a tank top kind of thing with an IBC root beer. (laughs) You just nailed me totally. No, that's not the case at all. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Here, this is gold. You ready for this? Uh, get off track. Um, layout ground. So at the beginning of your meeting, parent seminar type meeting, parent, uh, youth culture update, whatever you decide to call this thing. Um, lay out some ground rules in a fun, respectful way. Now, here's what I mean. Uh, and this allows you to gently nudge parents not to be overbearing in the conversation or to big talk too much. Um, and also reminds them of confidentiality. So let me tell you a couple things that I say, for instance. Number one is I, I, I try to remind them, and I use, a, a, I use an old example of, you know, of a mom who did some really dumb stuff in a meeting one time about Facebook, and her kid had one she didn't even know about. Um, but I just kind of say, hey, listen, folks, we're all in this together. L- let's try to be careful about being too over-opinionated about certain things. Because we're all from all different you know walks of life, so let's respect one another. So I, I just mentioned that, uh, but then I also you know talk about hey, and let's let's remember that all of our kids, like we all know each other's kids, so let's commit that we're not going to go home and go well. Johnny's parents they don't let their kid touch a phone until whenever, or they don't let their kid whatever you know. So just 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 remind everybody, hey, let's let's treat this with confidentiality. Now I can't, obviously we can't guarantee that's going to happen, but I think it's okay to say it out loud. Um, and then I'll tell you as a parent of a teenager, I also say, Hey, and can you do me a favor and help me with my parents? I'm sorry, with my kids uh, as well by not using them as an example. And it is harder these days, these days, cause I have to be careful about giving examples for my kids because some of the parents in the room yeah. know them, you know, 
and their kids hang out with my kids. And so I don't want it to be a deal like, well, Dylan can only be on his phone till 10 o'clock or whatever, you know? Um, so we want to be careful with that. But I'm saying laying out some ground rules. You have to make them up according to your culture, your deal. But just talking, hey, before we get started, let's go over some ground rules quick, everybody, and make them kind of fun. But just kind of give a little, because you know, here, because here's the deal. You don't want that person like grandstanding in there. And, it, and I feel like every means got one of those people, you know, you just want to kind of try to nudge them at the beginning, not to overdo that, you know, so. Agreed. I like it. I have done something. Did you break something? What'd you do? I was trying to get to something on my computer here, but I can't. It's not working. Oh, yeah. We're so professional. Technology, man. I don't anything about it. <laughs> I need a seminar. Okay. So do you have any other tips you want to add before we jump into... Because I, I do want to take a moment real quick and go over to Facebook because we threw a post up asking if anybody had questions. Yeah. And Sam shared some. Scott Osborne scared, shared some. So I want to jump into those real quick. Uh, yeah. So there's um, a couple things that I always do that I make sure I always do, whether we're talking a meeting or a seminar. Okay. And I think these are really important. Um, I always take a moment to briefly cast and share like the overall vision for the ministry. Um, I think the more you can do that, the better. It gets people to understand what it is you're accomplishing, what it is it you're about. The more often they hear that, the more they trust you, the more they trust your ministry. Um, and so if it's a seminar specifically, what I'll try to do also, also is point back to how that is found and supported in the ministry. Um, but I want them to understand that kind of stuff. You know, if it's a meeting, like a beginning of the year meeting or camp meeting, whatever, obviously you're going to give them important dates and that kind of stuff. Um, and so, so that's there. I always, even in the seminars too, always remind parents how they can stay informed with what's going on. Anytime I have an audience with parents, I want to encourage them to to know um, how they can stay in the loop because one of the biggest criticisms I think you'll ever get from parents is that they didn't know something was happening, even though you feel like you've done a ton um, to, to communicate that. So uh, I always just try to remind them. So maybe when I'm doing those rules or, you know, at the beginning or at the end of it, uh, if it's a seminar type thing, I'm going to, Remind them, hey, here's how you can find out, stay in the loop of what's going on, and uh, and not just not just that. Yeah, I like that, Jody. That did remind me too. You know, and um, if I could jump in yeah. just for one second, yeah. I like it made me think of one I didn't write down, but I, I do think it's super important that in the midst of that, while you're doing that type of stuff, that you also say the words out loud. Hey, and listen, guys, I'm here for you. Yeah, if I can help you in any way, call my cell or or email me. If you need help with something, I'm happy to do it. And don't feel like you're bugging me because you're not. I want to help you. Some parents just feel like it, you've got so much to do. Yeah. Well, let's get real about that, you know. Um, so um, just just reminding them, hey, if you need help, there are no dumb questions. Yeah. I'm happy to help you work through some of that stuff. So let me know. So, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple things off the front that I do, like, in a meeting. Okay. So I know we're primarily talking about seminars. But I, th- I think thinking of parent meetings – uh, that a lot of people don't necessarily do is I ask parents to join a parent prayer team. So I just print out a calendar, 31 days on it, and I ask them to sign up to pray for me and for the students in the ministry on a certain day of the month, each month. And uh, so, you know, I always, when I'm talking to youth pastors about that, I say, man, how different would you approach your ministry and how different would your ministry be if you knew that every day of the month you had several parents praying for you? Like that, the issue, whatever that is that you find yourself having to deal with whatever day that's super hard to be able to know that you've got folks that prayed for you that day um, and that their parents, I mean, that's huge for me. And, uh, you know, parent, a parent that you have in your ministry who's praying for you, that is a parent who supports you. And uh, and so I think I, I try to do that at the beginning. And then we've talked about this. We even talked about this recently uh, on the Facebook group, but like obviously recruiting parents to help and serve in your ministry. And I, I would think through that, like we were talking about, I think I usually call it the welcome wagon, but you had a good point to add that to of having folks beforehand. So like, 
if it's a camp or a whatever retreat trip mission trip that you're leaving a trip you're doing having so maybe some dads that sign up to come early and help load that luggage so you're not having to run around and do it or your other leaders who are attending that trip i don't have to do it having some a team of folks that are there when you come back so that you're not having to go through if you rent it had to rent vans or rent buses that they're not you're not having to clean them out and get them returned but somebody else can do that unload the luggage for you and you can talk to parents again deal with them as they come i feel like that's always really helpful um one thing and i think actually i'll wait because i think i'm gonna i think this is gonna get mentioned in a second when we we jump into the facebook questions um yeah do you want to hit those yeah sure um, so, um, here's some questions here. How do you overcome speaking appearance with teenagers when you have a toddler or no kids at all? So I think we've talked, talked about, about that, that yep. a lot. Um, that's a good question. Uh, what have, uh, historically been some of the best parent seminar topics that each of you have done? Mm, that's a good question. Pagers. <laughs> <laughs> um, is my kid a drug dealer if they carry a pager? Yeah, so I think for me, we, we really try to hit like how to disciple your student. And we try to be really practical and look, you know, reading the Bible together. And this isn't, I think a lot of times we feel like, oh, if I'm, parents feel overwhelmed and under equipped to be able to disciple their kids. Even though I think as a youth, most youth pastors, we would all agree that the parent is the primary discipler in the home. Um, the problem is they don't know what that looks like. So that I feel like is always really good and helpful for us and what's beautiful about that is we've done it now we've had several times where i've had parents come in and speak into that and say look this is we started doing this because of this seminar or because of this training and this is the difference the impact that's it's great. making in our family happens, bro. so that's been good that's really cool yeah that's super cool um you know i think i, I think for me like the two things coming to my mind is, you know, I have, re- I've really worked hard at developing a, a tech talk over the years and it's just morphed into what it is now. Um, but the stuff that we do for our sixth grade breakaway, as far as the, some of the things we cover in that conversation about what it's going to be like for your, your kid to be a teenager now. And some of the things we just point to and say, Hey, be prepared for this. I mean, I think some of that stuff is really good um, and some of those discussions we have. So I think those are huge because parents are just, again, you're just meeting parents where they are. Yeah. You know, now is that breakaway? Is that like an overnight thing? Is that in a way, is that like an away trip or is that a, yeah, so it's a, it's a, I try to do it before promotion Sunday. We call it promotion Sunday. So we promote at the end of summer. That means the new sixth graders are coming up. So before that Sunday takes place, the weekend it's happening on Friday night and Saturday through till about three o'clock, but it's not a spend the night thing. Kids spend the night wherever. Okay. So they come and they go home and they come back. We do it all up at the church intentionally though, in the room that they're going to be in so that they can get a taste of that for the first time. Um, and you know, side note there, they've not been able to experience it yet. We're super protective of the, of our youth room in the sense of like all the fun stuff that we do in there. Yeah. We want kids to look forward to that. And so they've not been able to play nine square and foosball and all those things yet uh, because we, we've we grown into that. Um, that's hard so in some contexts. Yeah, I'm not saying that's easy every context, okay? But, I, you know, for us, it just works and we're able to protect that. Now, people still use our room like crazy, yeah. but they don't use my ping pong table and they don't use our uh, air hockey machine, you know, like some of that stuff that we have set out. We, but now I don't just say, no, you can't use it. You might break it. No, I say, Hey, listen, we, I cast the vision there. But so those kids can come in and experience that for the first time, Friday night, Saturday. And, uh, yeah, man, that's good. So and parents come, but parents come only on Friday night and it's awesome. So much fun. And we do some fun parent games on stage, you know, with the kids give away stuff. So, uh, let's see. How can you make sure we are not just giving parents information like Jody does? It is yeah, a good joke. Um, <laughs> how can we focus on building relationships with parents instead? Well, again, I think it's super important that you're there early, and I think that you're there on time, and that you're intentionally 
having those moments of conversation. The other thing is in the middle of a parent seminar, again, don't feel like you're so much the expert. You've got your 10 things you're going to talk about and you don't allow parents uh, to talk about things. I just happened to have taught this past Sunday uh, in a parent's class. And I did this whole thing that I do on um, parenting to the last arrow. It's a thing inspired by Irma McManus's book. And in that conversation though, I talked about, I give them time to talk with each other and that causes, you know, relationships to get built there. So I think that part is, um, huge. And I don't think Jody, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I was joking with you about that information thing, but if you have, and you probably know this already, I know you well enough to know that you are limited. Oh, sure. That. Yeah, sure. You're not turning it into a parent meeting, like no, for no, no, an no. event meeting kind of thing. You're just saying, Hey, here's some, if I have an audience with parents uh, though, I want to make sure I'm leveraging it. I, I want to yeah. be mindful of the time. No, I'll track. Uh, you. But yeah. yeah, cause, cause those same parents, yeah. like you're going to get some parents that come to a seminar that don't really care to come to the parent meeting. And so, uh, this was big. My ministry has a lot of students with unbelieving parents. How do you capture them for a parent seminar? Ah, uh, man, I, I'm not expert on this one at all. Um, do you have a lot of unbelieving parents? You feel I like don't now. I have in the past. I currently so, don't. Uh, I'll honest. tell you how I've done. Okay. I've Gosh. got theories on this one, on this question. But I think the topic I matters. Think you have to just, okay. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I think. And your you've title got to of your topic matters. That, yeah. And I think also it, they can't all be churchy. You know, like you can't only do things. Again, if you got unbelieving parents rolling in there and you're saying disciple your kids, disciple your kids, disciple your kids, they're going Yeah, they're not coming talking about. But if you're if you're if you right. do a topic, for example, and I don't know, your church may be okay with this, it may not, but you know, ha- having to navigate, you know, like current cultural issues you're seeing, maybe you're talking about uh yeah. and the transgender stuff. What do you do with that? Uh, you've got I mean, I know we're dealing with that. Um know and or or things that parents are trying to like gosh they didn't deal with that as a parent when they were a teenager they didn't have to deal with that i will say this you know uh sam sam asked that question sam and if you happen to be listening here's one tip i that just came to my mind that i think there may be some wisdom to this i would connect with the parents that are believers if you're having that meeting and you really target unbelieving parents and you think you're going to get some of them i would cast vision to your believing parents, helping them to know that you guys may get a little off topic. You may get a little, you know, non-spiritually focused at times, you know, because you're just trying to reach those folks where they are and also cast vision for them to be an encouragement and get to know and partner with some of those folks. Yeah. What a great way potentially for some of these folks to get to know. I mean, I'm thinking that it would be, Gosh, I'm thinking if I was doing a parenting seminar for a large group of unbelieving parents, I would be reaching out to local biblical counselors that I know and having them come in and lead some of that stuff. Um, And it would be uber practical because you're trying to walk them back to you. How I get unbelieving parents to a meeting, not necessarily a seminar, but a meeting is I tell them how to save money. That's my pitch. You if go. you come to this meeting, I will tell you how to save money this year in youth ministry. And because we set for us, like for camp, specifically for camp, uh, we give like a discount if they sign up a certain point, you know, early bird. So I just tell them, hey, I'm going to teach you how to, uh, if you'll come to this parent, you're going to learn how to how to save some money. That'll get every parent in the room. Man, that'll show up for that. Um, yeah. Uh, final question on the Facebook uh, group here is what is the best setting for a parent gathering? <laughs> um, so <laughs> okay, that's not going to work. Uh, no, listen, I think, I, I don't know about the best setting. I, obviously, it depends on what kind of rooms you have at your church, but I would just say this. Anything you can do to make that setting inviting, yeah. the way you circle up the chairs, um, having things laid out on the chairs ahead of time, uh, thinking through what about the parents that are coming in later, they're going to have to walk in front of everybody. Do you have some seats in the back of the room ready for them? Do you have some coffee made? Some, you have some cheap cookies at least, yeah. you know, 
some of those type of things that met again, excellence. It looks like I've tried. Yeah. And you I mean, you may be sitting there flying. You may be listening going, man, I'm on my own. I can't do all that stuff. And you know, you're probably right. You can't, but there are people who would love to come alongside of you and help you with that. So get that person that makes coffee really well and get them to come up and help you. Um, you know, so, and I think as far as the second part of that question on the Facebook group says, how do you make it enticing for even the marginal parents to feel it's worth, you know, we've talked about that a lot. I think already, you just got to make it worth their while. You got to make sure you're doing it well. Um, because if you waste their time, you're going to lose them the next time. Well, and and I, I had to learn that when it came to youth workers, man, like when I do youth worker meetings, like I want to know, man, I can never use, man, you waste the youth workers time. They're not Mm going to come back. You know, you gotta make it. You gotta make it work. I so. think too, it's important. And Scott uh, Osborne is the one that's asking this last question here. And I, I, Scott, I think it's important. And I don't know where you are in terms of uh, parenting. It looks like you got kids in your picture, but I can't tell from this tiny little circle how big they are. Um, man, you are bombarded as a parent of a teenager with required meetings for school, for sports, for whatever it was really easy in those early years to like be frustrated and bitter parents making, you know, all those meetings and not showing up to mine. Um, so I think you have to recognize that man, their schedule is crazier than it's ever been. And if, if I think if you approach it with the idea, like it sounds like you're already wanting to do to make it worth their while and valuable for their schedule. I think you'll, you'll be, You'll be all right. I, the the I mean the settings at the school meetings are terrible, but people go. You know, like I sit in a cafeteria on a plastic seat to hear stuff I don't really even understand, but I'll go because I God, I hate school meetings. So I feel bad. like it's important, or I'm in a theater, uh, you know, a chair that's broken and duct taped together. It, it, but I'll go because I feel like it's important and I need to be there. So a lot of that is just selling. I mean, it's just casting vision for those meetings and selling that meeting. You really have to sell that meeting. Why do they need to be there? And you need to really think through that. Is it just for information's sake? There's nothing wrong with that at times, but it can't always be that. Um, how are you going to... If if a parent leaves well-informed, equipped, and encouraged... Encouraged. Encouraged. Prayed over, and they're, maybe. They're, like... Prayer type moments of prayer together, praying over them. I mean, those type of. Th- I mean, then yeah. you're good. I think yeah. the setting just needs to be. The setting doesn't matter as much as the environment. Does that make sense when I say that? And I guess, kind of like what you're saying, like, hey, coffee, cookies, things are prepared, things are ready. You just want parents to walk in and be surprised at how much you have your act together. And I can tell you because they're used to going to ones at the schools, which is not always the case. If you even remotely do kind of what Chris has talked about here and they walk in, everything's done and ready, you're going to wow them from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. Totally. But that's a great question. And I, and I think a lot of times we don't think about the idea of it being, of them feeling worth and value in their schedule. So that's, I mean, you're already, I feel like, coming from the right direction. So any more wisdom to impart, sir? I got nothing. I'm wisdomed out. I am approving right now, though, on Facebook, on our Facebook group. Shout out to David Best. What a cool name. Approved. David, you know what? He's the he best. Is the, dude, you're talking about no. That, that is like some times. serious pressure, though, if in life. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Better than. <laughs> can I, I don't know if I can say this out loud or not, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. We have a dentist next to our yeah, office. I've seen this. And her last name. <laughs> this is a true story. Her last name is Hurt, H U R T. I'm like, what? Mm-mm. Like, Dr. Hurt. Mm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, she's a nice lady, though, so I'm not like ripping on her, but, uh, you know, she probably already knows that that's weird. But, well, cool. Well, uh, yeah. so we'll okay. put awesome, links. Man. I'll link to this article that I have on the blog on here. And, um, great. Good we stuff. will, um, we'll, we'll kind of type up a few of this stuff, throw this on the show notes page so you can, because we mentioned a few things. Uh, kind of throughout resource wise. So times, yeah. this is fun. This is fun. Good stuff. Well, at least one more time. Yeah. 
<laughs> well it's good man we got some great stuff coming up here man some fun things coming yes. and we still have summer Gosh. what up? i've still got summer crazy happening you still have summer yeah. crazy happening but i love it man i'm still okay. loving the stuff good interviews and coming up good too, times man. and on thursday uh we're recording this on tuesday night and on thursday i'll have a brand new ac yeah what, what? Uh, if if we've mentioned something in here and man you're just not quite sure or you have further questions jump into that podcast group and uh, and ask them in there. That that is the by far the easiest way for us to connect with you and uh, some good discussion in there, but between just other folks too. Well, and I t- and and so Joe, I just was. Um, I've got this. I've got this former student, um, a girl who is a youth pastor in New York City. New York City. Mary, I know, right? That's from the Pace Sauce commercial. Uh, Mary Camp, Mary Cameron. What up, Mary Cameron? If you happen to be listening after I recommended this group to you, um, but uh, you know what I was telling her is like you can definitely go out, and I'm not down. It, it, there's a place for those really large Facebook groups. Those those are needed as well, um, so they're good. But there's also something to say about being in a group that's just a small group of people that are kind of like minded, and where you can ask a question that you're not going to have. 8,000 people looking at it, you know? So, uh, yeah, join our group, man. We'd love to have you. Good times, man. Jody, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, uh, it's good. We'll do it again for sure. Hopefully your AC gets fixed quickly. Hey, thanks everybody for listening today. Be sure to head over to the show notes page, thelongerhall.com slash episode 064 and uh, check out all the links there and the resources that we are throwing out. Also, again, just a reminder, make sure you subscribe to the show if you enjoy it. It's a, it's a lot of fun for us to do, but only if people listen. So we appreciate you listening on that. And I think that about do it for today. Yeah, that's it. Later. Cool. All right. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.